From COK Studios in Kurt Anderson's atrium, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Notbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the fallout after the release of a new book, Fire and Fury, about life in the Trump White House. We'll also consider how to deal with the cold and flu season with Alex Truman in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that I'm a very stable genius who's, like, really smart. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Gas Masters, the new full-service app for Oregon residents who refuse to learn how to pump their own gas. Gas Masters, just one more way to coddle all of Oregon's hipsters. And ZoomTripTravelBot.com, now offering winter getaway packages to Club Fred, an all-inclusive resort in the heart of Fred's huge backyard in El Paso. Book today for a weekend in the honeymoon trailer. ZoomTripTravelBot.com, tell them Peppo, the vacationing dwarf, sent you. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On Sunday, President Trump insisted on Twitter that he is a very stable genius following the recent publication of a book that raises questions about his mental state and fitness for office. The book by Michael Wolff is Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House. Questions surrounding Trump's temperament intensified this week after excerpts from Fire and Fury detailed chaos inside the White House and portrayed Trump as inept and utterly unprepared for his role as president of the most powerful nation in the world. While most Americans were like, duh, the book does offer some new insights into the inner workings of the Trump team. Fire and Fury is currently topping the bestseller lists and creating a huge buzz. Here to discuss the book is our resident librarian, Lynn Ruffle. Thanks for being here, Lynn. Hi, Connor and Cordell. Lynn, you read the book. What did you make of it? Well, I must say that I found it to be much less dry than the brand of nonfiction I usually read. It read more like a tabloid or an epic fantasy saga than an expose of life inside the White House. With that much drama, I half expected some vampires or a troll or an evil witch to factor into the plot. The title is Fire and Fury. Where are the dragons? I have heard it. It's very dramatic. And how? So much sticky gossip and intrigue. Now that I think about it, there was a troll in the book. Oh, uh, Steve Bannon. Uh-huh. And an evil witch. Uh, Kellyanne Conway. Uh-huh. I honestly pictured this book set in my favorite fantasy universe, and it made it much less scary and more enjoyable. It frightened me too much to think that the people in charge of our country didn't even want to win the election and don't have any clue what's actually going on. So I just pretended it was all a part of the Bosoms and Broadswords series by Paul H.H.H. Curtis. It sounds like a good way to read it. Uh Uh-huh. I only had five panic attacks while I read it, and that was before I decided to pretend it was a fantasy book about an inept king who ruins everything in his path. I felt bad for the little gnome who the king made so much fun of. Uh, Jeff Sessions? Uh-huh. I give it an A- for drama, a B-plus for exposing the truths of the Trump White House, and a D- for being the waking nightmare of our lives right now. Who thinks, Lynn? You're welcome! Many of those who are interviewed for the book have cried foul and said that Wolf misrepresented them and what they said about working for President Trump. Joining me now is Ron Webster, who has worked in the West Wing for the past nine months on the media team. Mr. Webster, does this book accurately represent the way things work in the White House? Not at all. 
The book would have you believe that we work in complete chaos 24-7 when we actually work in only mild to medium chaos 22-7. So does President Trump actually behave the way he is characterized in the book? This book has it all wrong. I'm sorry, but saying that the president doesn't read and that he's basically illiterate just isn't true. I saw him read the wrapper of his filet fish just the other day. He knew that it was his sandwich because he read the wrapper. Case closed. I mean, could it just be that he knows the color of the wrapper the filet fish comes in and he identified it that way? I suppose. But he definitely reads. I'm pretty sure he reads the instructions of his Just for Men's hair dye, too. How would he know how to apply it? Huh? But the book states that his daughter Ivanka says that he's so impatient that he doesn't leave the dye on long enough, so that's why his hair is that weird orange color. Oh, no. He leaves it on long enough. It's just the color he uses. Sunset piss. People are also quoted in the book saying that President Trump's closest advisors, including his family, don't trust that he knows what he's doing. What do you say to that? They don't think that. I mean, sure, I've heard people say a few things here and there like they don't think the president knows or cares about anything but himself, and that's just talk. But we'll all complain about our bosses. Just because Steve Bannon said that Trump is a danger to the nation no less than 12 times directly to Michael Wolff, on the record, doesn't mean anything. He was just blown off steam. People are going to say things about their boss. I say that Trump is the single worst leader in the history of mankind at least once a day, but it's no big deal. If Wolf wants to manipulate that into Trump not knowing what he's doing, he's going to be sued for libel. <laughs> what has the president's mood been like since this book came out? Frantic? No, no, erratic. No, that's wrong. What's the word for being a genius who is strong while being unpredictably delusional? I'm not sure there is one. Well, there should be, because that's what he is. We should invent that word. Tell you strong. Genusual. Everything's fine, though. Just another regular day in the White House. Uh-huh, sounds like it. That was Ron Webster, who works in the West Wing. For COK News, I'm Cordell Notbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. The common cold is always a problem this time of year, and people don't seem to take the hint and stay home to rest when they get sick. Alex Truman is here to tell us why that's important. Hi, Alex. Hello, Cutter. So I've noticed that people who get colds rarely take sick time. It's a travesty. Even though colds are rarely bad enough to knock people out like the flu bug, they definitely warrant staying home and resting. Your body gives you signals that you need to stop and focus on getting better. Like what? It's called sickness behavior, and it's sparked by the body's response to infection. The same chemicals that tell the immune system to rush in and fend off invading viruses also tell us to slow down, skip the eating, drinking, and sex, Shun social interactions and just rest. And most people just ignore it. Indeed, but they should not. There's plenty of evidence that having a cold impairs mood, alertness, and working memory, and that the brain performance falls off with even minor symptoms, so taking a sick day or two is hugely beneficial. A shocking 2015 survey of food workers found that half always or frequently went to work while sick. And a survey of doctors and other healthcare providers at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia found that even though 95% of them thought showing up to work sick puts patients at risk, 
83% of them did it anyways. That's why I am the biggest advocate for sick days you will ever find. I think I heard you out in the hall earlier talking to some people on the COK team and telling them to go home. I did. Here is a recording of those exchanges. Trevid, are, are you sick? <coughs> no. No, why would you ask such a question? No, I have had a little bit of a cough this week. Go home. You're probably getting sick. I feel all right. Seriously, you need to go home and rest. It's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. I still have to record an interview with this guy who makes Cher's wigs. Go home! Hello, Alex. Oh, are, are you sick? You sound sick. I don't know. I've had a scratchy throat all week, but it's Go probably- home! Hey, hey you, intern, are you drinking emergency? No, it's just because I have a swollen gland on that side. Go home! You're pretty militant about sick days, Alex. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Why do we have them if we aren't going to use them, huh? Huh? I don't know. Exactly. Not getting your work done is a problem, but so is being patient zero to a huge cold epidemic in your office because you refuse to go home and rest and use one of your sick days. I use a sick day if I get a headache or even sneeze just once. It's not worth the risk to my colleagues. So is that why you're almost never here? Yes. I am just doing my part. <laughs> oh, Connor. It's probably just allergies. Go home! That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. And now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate every win we can, even the little ones. Congratulations to Victor Hopkins in Atlanta, who handily beat his kids in Monopoly this weekend. We know that it must have been hard to see Michelle, 9, and Mason, 7, cry when you took all their money and property, but you won fair and square. This win has an added lesson of teaching your kids that nothing in life is free or easy. Collect $200 for your big little win, Victor. Our other big little win is from Elizabeth Hoagland in Salt Lake City, who actually bothered to clean up all of the empty containers, wrappers, plates, boxes, and bags from the Christmas treats left in the break room at work. Nobody else thought to throw them out once they were empty for some odd reason. Well done, Elizabeth, even though the real big little winners are your co-workers who shunned this seemingly basic human responsibility. If you have a big little win you want to share with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. <clears throat> Go home! I'm not sick! That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Mr. Webster, does this book accurately represent the way things work on the White House? Damn it. That's a lot of was. Was, was, was.